Maggie's Story, Chapter 4. Dennis couldn't have chosen a worse time to confess. He had so many opportunities to come clean. Instead, he chose a time when I was riding on the highest of highs, both literally and figuratively. His words froze me into now what was a fake love, one that snowballed into dreams that could never be realized. It had all been a fantasy. Even on the way up to San Francisco, as we meandered through the shops at LAX, he stopped in a sports center. Walking over to the kids' basketball jerseys, he grabbed three of them, one for each son. Then he went to one that would fit proper on a cute little girl, staring at it like a dad looks at his son who's grown his first set of whiskers. All I need is a daughter. This will look so cute on her. He turned to me and asked, will you give me one? I smiled shyly. I mean, at this point, I would have given him the skin off my arms. I was sprung. He smiles back and places the cute pink and white Laker jersey back onto the rack. I love my boys, but all I want now is a girl. From you. That would complete my legacy. I answer back, I've always wanted a daughter. Before I know it, the words slip through my mouth. I truly never wanted any kids. <laughs> they were a sign of failure in the black community I hailed from. It was always some old goat with his eyes gazing just above a newspaper, looking at a young teen mom walking by with one child on either side of her stroller. With a disapproving nod toward the young, fertile queen who opened her legs and hearts to the love of a man who would give her these young blessings, they'd say, look at her, all them damn babies. Then they glance over at us with fingers wagging. Don't be like her. Go to school. Be a doctor or a lawyer. She ain't gonna be nothing to go nowhere but the welfare line. And neither will you if you let some slick, nappy-head-ass boy leave you out here stuck with all them babies. We were young enough to mold into whatever they wanted us to be. It made me ashamed to want a child. I felt the pursuit for education and building a life for myself was the road to success and away from the welfare line. So that's what I did. I kept it pushing, and any time a, quote, problem arose, a Planned Parenthood was easily accessible on every corner in the hood to help me exterminate anything that potentially could come in the way of me in that bag. The only thing was, with Dennis, none of that mattered. He was financially stable, available, and by the time we returned from the bay, he'd be all mine. It wasn't but a moment before I responded. Then let's make one. He wrapped his arm around me and placed a kiss on my forehead. His beard hair smelled so nice, sweet, like the honeysuckles we'd pluck out of old man Willie's bushes, carefully pull them apart and suck the nectar off the tips. Back then I learned that if plants can be this sweet, men couldn't be all that bad. Just that fast, the dreams of being a kept woman evaporated into thin air. After the realization that he wasn't the man I thought he was, I sulked the entire flight home. On the way back through the airport this time, there were no hugs or forehead kisses, no future planning for an extended family, one where I'd be the loving stepmom to three boys with a baby girl on my hip who would look just like him. I was back to square one. It was just me, like it's always been. And he was now what all the rest of them were a trick that I would take for his last red scent.